You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we have a news and notes episode for you all and a NWSL Challenge Cup power rankings update. We're going to get into all that and more. But first, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter for all news and updates at Attacking Third. And we also have a TikTok and an Instagram now. So follow us across all three platforms at Attacking Third for highlights, cool graphics, breaking news, and so much more. And you can also watch us on uh, as video at youtube.com slash Attacking Third. Lisa, Power Rankings, NWSL Challenge Cup semifinals, news and notes across the league. We got to get through it. How are you doing today? How, how is it? It's pretty good in Philly. We're entering the spring weather that's consistent. It's not like 61 day, 40 the next day. We're pretty consistently at, at the mid 60s here. And frankly, I love that. Uh, the, the flowers are in bloom. It's a good day here in Philadelphia. It's a good day across the league. A lot of news to touch on, um, a lot of updates happening. And it, it's this is the part of the NWSL year I'm gonna say that it all comes together as a perfect storm because the regular season starts this weekend we have challenge cup semifinals happening next week and then the challenge cup final it's all happening right now Sandra how are you I love that hat it looks pretty cool listen I'm here for it for the for the folks who aren't following us on on YouTube if if you're if you only prefer your content in, in the audio sense Lisa's rocking the stripes on the shirt. I'm rocking stripes on a hat. It's just like when we didn't plan it. I just need everybody to know that this was not planned. It was just one of those things where we're like, let's get ready to do this show. And then we just showed up as we were. I love it when that happened. The best plans are the spontaneous unplanned things. So I, I love it. But I'm doing OK. Not, I can't say it's the same vibe in Chicago. I mean, it, there's there's been a, a week here where we've had like 70 degree days and then here we are recording this and then today it's like 40 degrees outside. So it's like, oh, it's tough. We're, we're still battling We're it's, it's a tug of war. It's a spring tug of war in, in, in Chicago uh, a little bit, but feeling cozy. Cause I get to hop on the mic, be with you, talk about all things NWSL, honestly talk about things uh, globally, you know, quite frankly, we're going to actually kick things off with some uh, UWCL action. Let's talk about some news first before we get into some uh, deep NWSL challenge cup power rankings, new attendance record in France, PSG Feminine announced that they have sold 31,400 tickets for their upcoming UWCL semifinal against Olympic Lyon at Parc des Princes. The previous record was 30,611. So breaking a record. And listen, we love to see it. The UWCL this season has been uh, has been a real joy to, to watch oh, yeah. for, for a number of reasons. But some of the scenes that have been uh, coming out of here have been uh, have just been really breathtaking for for lack of a better word. It's just, it's just to see where, where we are now versus where we were a couple of years ago, empty stadiums. Uh-huh. It's uh, it's a real joy to sort of see this happening. It- 
It really is. And the teams are just doing so well and it's creating so much buzz around it. I mean, this tickets for the all game versus PSG is that's huge. I mean, that is huge. Show up. It's about so much of the broadcast and watching it and following it, but going to the games, right? I mean, we just talked about that on Monday with Lori Lindsay on our USWNT hour. Go to these games, watch these athletes, show up for them, tune in. If you can't get to a game, if it's overseas, watch them online, watch the NWSL, because um, when we look at the UEFA Women's Champions League, uh, we got PSG, Lyon, Barcelona, Wolfsburg, but Barcelona is, they're on fire right now. I mean, this is so fun to watch. It's a really good time for women's football. It's a really good time for women's football. Yeah, it's it was cool to sort of see this get announced. Like, honestly, quite just before we kind of hopped on to get together and and start chatting about this and it was like oh like this is a this is a fun thing that we could touch on at the at the top of the episode here before we start getting into some other things so we'll see this is again this is going to be for for the second leg of uh, of the semifinals so uh, Barcelona and Wolfsburg and PSG versus OL this is going to be the second legs for these semifinals so these the matches are going to determine the two finalists uh, mm-hmm. to go head to head for the uh, official Champions League title so uh, uh, we'll see how how it shakes out. And I'm sure we'll be keeping an eye on things and giving the audience an update there. Uh, let's uh, jump back into things stateside. NWSL news, some fun event uh, changes or, or new announcements to, to be made in terms of the soccer event side of things. Orlando Pride and Racing Louisville uh, announcing that they're going to play the first ever NWSL match in an American racetrack. First ever Daytona Soccer Fest. Going to be playing a match at Daytona International Speedway, the home of the annual Daytona 500 race. It was a July 2nd match. Moved now to Sunday, July 3rd at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be airing on CBS Sports Network. So check it out if you get a chance. It's going to be a grass field between Pit Road and Tri Oval. There's a lot of different components coming in here. It's uh, it's going to be an evening match. There's a Legends game that's going to be taking place at 3 p.m. There's going to be a, a pregame concert that takes place yeah. uh, in the concert next to the game field. And then on top of that, the night's going to end with uh, some uh, fireworks <laughs> ceremony. So there's a lot of cool things uh, happening uh, around this uh, this event that uh, I don't think people were prepared for. Uh, to, to to see. I mean, we're going to have uh, Chance the Rapper <laughs> part of, as part of this uh, as part of this uh, event doing doing the uh, the pregame concert. There's uh, going to be a you know a pregame before that. There's going to be Latin Grammy Award winner Raúl Alejandro. It's, a whole, it's There's, a whole weekend event. It's this Daytona yeah. Soccer Fest. It's a, an entire event, and it's all the marquee event is circling around Orlando Pride versus Racing Louisville at the Daytona 500 racetrack. Um, definitely history being made. I mean, a chance the rapper pregame for these athletes <laughs> as they get to warm up. Because uh, from my understanding, reading the press release and everything that came out, chance the rapper will be performing right next to the soccer field. So <laughs> the, instead of the, ser- the pregame music being played through the speakers at the system, it's going to be chance. So that's pretty sweet. These players are going to be hyped for this game. I think, you know, it's uh, it's the first time that something like this has ever been done. So, like, when I first saw it roll out, I was like, wait a minute, they're going to play a what in a where and a how? Like, and so, like, seeing more yeah. details about it kind of roll out, it's, uh, it was kind of exciting. I mean, uh, one way to look at it is, 
it's it's a new field that's being constructed for for this event and i think that sometimes that rings some bells for for people who have been in the space for a long time but i think uh, knowing that they're not trying to cram a soccer pitch onto a baseball field is a little bit of a different energy uh, in, in this event, uh, a lot of excitement looks like it's coming out of this announcement. So something to look forward to or ahead to in in the summer, because, again, this game is uh, going to be taking place on, uh, on July 3rd. So we will be checking that out. Then we are still getting some Jersey reveals as Challenge Cup group play has ended. And now the regular season from WSL is kicking off Kansas City current with the new jerseys unveiling their away kits, a white jersey, referring to it as the electric kit. So as uh, we've got some images on our YouTube here with it's an all white kit with some teal and red accent, which is pretty much their like trifecta of their color scheme, right? Along with Navy uh, within the crest there. So uh, yes. yeah, referring to honestly, Louis, honestly, so I was like they're referring to it as the electric kit. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. What happens when you mix water and electricity? You die. And I'm like, you know what? I respect it. Maybe that's what they're trying to go for here. It's still fear in your opposition. I think that's exactly what they're going for. I mean, these kits are pretty cool. We, we like to chat about them as they get rolled out from all the different clubs. Um, and each club we've seen having a little nod to the 10th year in the NWSL. Although Casey Current... This is only it's I'm going to say 0.5 year. Well, yeah. second year because they weren't Casey current last year. Just no. half of the very last game in 2021 yep. is when they were Kansas City current. But um, that, that's hilarious about the electric kit and the current. Yeah, you're going to get electrocuted. Look, I can't be the only one who thought that. I was like, wait a minute. Kansas City is wearing an electric kit. Like, oh, my goodness. Prepare to die, opposition. Yeah, I like it. I like kids that are coming out with like detailed accents like this. It's it's tough, I think, when you have like your away kid because we're starting to see that there's uh there's certain protocols in terms of j jerseys uh, when it comes to match day scenarios. If you're the away kid, it has to be a predominantly white kit, you know, going up against the home side that is going to have you know the more bold colors and stuff like that. But it's nice to sort of see these teams coming out here with these kind of twists on the the white kit, kind of having these accents in there. So we've seen uh, the Red Stars with their skyscraper kit, kind of having some blue accents in there. Angel City, right, with their Sol Rosa kit kind of killing it. And now we've got Kansas City with their electric kit. But uh, they weren't the only ones to announce, uh, you know, some wearable, flashy things. No, no, no. The Washington Spirit made the announcement that, uh, that their championship rings uh, have now been unveiled. And listen... These these are dope. Put let me let me see more of this. I I love it. I love seeing the the jewelry, the drip, all of it come out for for these players. And uh, you know, after such a long grueling season, getting to see a look at the ring, they've got all kinds of cool details on it. The date of the championship. Uh, when it was one inside the ring, they've got the final score line two one over the red stars. It's going to have the player name number uh, right on the side of it. And then the NWSL trophy on it as well. And uh, of course you've got all the ice within it as well. So I like these. I think they look pretty nice. Ooh, these are really sharp. I like them. Um, I'm excited to see them on the players because yeah. that's when you can tell exactly how big the championship ring is. And this one looks pretty big. It looks to be a lot of yeah. diamonds. 
Um, as Sandra mentioned, we're throwing up these images on our YouTube. So if you're not watching and just listening as a podcast, you can head on over to YouTube and, and take a look at the Washington Spirit 2021 NWSL championship ring. The one that the team showed off on Twitter features um, Kelly O'Hara's ring because it has her name on it. I think the score line being engraved in the inside of it is I thought just that was very cool. Very, very, very cool. They even have the Red Stars logo in there. I know. So, I was like, that's nice, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I guess Washington wants to remember who they beat. It's, hey, why I not? thought that was a little bit interesting, though, that it says, like, the entire Chicago Red Stars logo, not just, like, CRS. I'm not sure. But um, yeah. to each their own. I like it. It looks pretty great. I mean, any championship ring is a pretty sweet thing to have. So congratulations again, Washington Spirit. It's also fun because, of course, they won this NWSL championship in November and yeah. they get the rings now. So like the, the fanfare continues. There's a big ring ceremony that will happen. It, it, the duration goes on. It's nonstop for these, this spirit. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the perks, right? That's part of the perks of yeah. of being the, the victors, being the champions. You get to celebrate it forever, quite frankly, in my in my opinion. So congrats once again to the spirit on getting some uh, some fresh new drip with the rings, championship rings. And uh, you know what? They are a team on the hunt to collect some more hardware. The Challenge Cup semifinals uh, are now set. There was a little bit of confusion, and we'll talk about some logistical things right now uh, for Challenge Cup updates. We've got the final four in place for Challenge Cup semifinalists. Ole Rain will be facing off against Washington Spirit. So you've got your number one seeded team against your number four seeded team. But there's a little bit of a twist here. Uh, there was some scheduling conflict that came into play. And unfortunately, the number one team in Ole Rain will not be hosting this match, kind of losing some home field advantage here and will be playing away as a matter of fact, in Segra Field in Leesburg, Virginia, at 8 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Network. Lisa, let's talk about this a little bit uh, before we go into the second match. Uh, quite frankly, when the Challenge Cup schedule got announced, we noticed right away there was some overlap, how that was going to look alongside with the regular season schedule in terms of matches kind of having some some uh, some overlap there with May games happening on May 4th, a Challenge Cup final eventually taking place on May 7th, and then the regular season kicking off this week on the 29th, and then moving on and so forth. And there's a weekend slate of games for May 7th uh, as well. So the believe it or not, the conflict with this wasn't so much that there was overlapping in the schedule. It was that other events are being yeah. held in the facilities in which these two teams typically play. And so for all rain, they announced ahead of their 2022 season made a big, big, big headline saying that they're going to be playing their games at home in Lumen field, which is the home of NFL's Seattle Seahawks, MLS, Seattle Saunders, and now also yeah. OL rain. Now, unfortunately there is a, Champions League match, uh, CONCACAF Champions League match is going to be played against the Sounders and Pumas Unam. And uh, that is taking precedence because that has been scheduled. Uh, it's a big championship final game. So all of a sudden there was a little bit of a rush to try to find out as it started to come into picture a little bit that Ole Reign might be advancing into the semifinals. Uh, the league announcing, making a very quick kind of announcement that, hey, if uh, 
if for whatever reason the home side is unable to find a venue that works, we have to try to find other alternatives. And apparently the other alternative is Segra Field, not Audi Field, the MLS facility for DC United, but Segra Field, Lisa. I mean, there's just so many chain of events of all of this happening because yes, OL Rain hosting and, and supposed to be at Lumen Field, which is where the Sounders play, the Seahawks play. And because of that conflict, immediately you would think initial gut reaction is, okay, what about Cheney Stadium, which is where OL Rain played every single home game last year, but it's a baseball field that was converted into a soccer field and in the new CBA signed February the, the eve of preseason in 2022 teams can no longer play on baseball fields converted into yeah. soccer fields. So Cheney stadium off the table for this match and, and now OL rain having to scramble and say, okay, can we travel to Washington DC, which that's a heck of a travel when you're coming from Seattle, Washington, Tacoma, Washington. Um, so really losing that home field advantage and then not even being able to play at Audi Field, another scheduling conflict there. There's a, a, an all-day event yeah. happening at Audi Field. So Washington Spirit says, okay, what about Segra Field? And Segra Field is in Leesburg, Virginia. It's where Washington has played a number of their games before. If you remember earlier in the Challenge Cup at the end of March, there was a bit of a Twitter war happening when Gotham played Washington Spirit and Ashlyn Harris uh, clapping back, saying that the Washington Spirit's playing on a, quote, high school field, I believe is the terms that Ashlyn Harris said. She was referring to Segra Field. So there has been issues in the past about Segra Field, whether they didn't have locker rooms so teams couldn't play there in 2021 regular season, a game between Washington and Houston got moved from DC to yeah. Houston to play there because of the lack of facilities at Segra Field. And now Segra Field coming to a bit of a rescue. Well, we'll see. We'll see, mark. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out on May 4th for the semifinal. Yeah. There's a little bit of an angle here in which, you know, folks are maybe looking at that the fact that the Spirit actually don't have a great record in the games that they've had at Segra Field. Uh, and maybe the one silver lining here is the fact that both of these teams actually have a regular season game to play amongst each other as well as this Challenge Cup semifinal. So let's just get all the teams in one centralized region, I think was maybe try, sort of the underlining, uh, you know, positive in this one, but we'll see how it shakes out. I'm sure there will be further details or other updates to happen with this main semifinal, but there are two other semifinalists. So say, I just got to say, I know that we're, you're going to try to cut me off. We got to keep this short. We got to keep it a tight episode, but maybe in the future we could just pick a neutral location. That you know what you can secure the venue, you can secure the time, you already have the broadcast time set up. Um, you know, just spitballing, we'll we're just spitballing here. We'll, we'll see. Challenge Cup has shown us that if it is nothing else, it is something that has uh, evolved over the three times that it's been uh, in existence. But uh, for this one, the second round of semifinals will be against the number two seeded Kansas City Current uh, against, uh, or excuse me, number three, or number two Kansas City Current against uh, North Carolina Courage at Children's Mercy's Park in Kansas City at uh, 10.30 or 10, no, this one this one is at 8.30 and Washington Spirit and all rain are there's going to be some overlap here so sorry everybody but this game is going to be featured on paramount plus and the two winners of these two semifinals are going to be going head-to-head on may 7th on cbs television network so uh, all of the matches for the international fans you can catch those on twitch 
but uh, some some things to take a look at here. And I'm sure we're going to take a deeper dive uh, into into this uh, Challenge Cup final with some things that we're working on, some special exciting things that we'll announce at a later date. So uh, we're going to have a full Challenge Cup, uh, you know, semifinal preview for all of you at a later time. But we just wanted sort of to give the scope of the final four teams here at the moment. But we've got uh, some power rankings that we want to go through to close out the episode. And we're going to do that after a quick break. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Power rankings. Listen, we've got our final four here, the Challenge Cup semifinalists. So you can imagine, Lisa, when I was putting together this sort of final wave of Challenge Cup-specific power rankings, how the top four probably shook out for me. There wasn't a lot of change for the kind of top three. I still had O.L. Reign, number one, Washington mm -hmm. Spirit, number two, North Carolina Courage, number three. Got Kansas City current at number four. So those are the big four there, right? When we're looking at five all the way through 12, this is who I've got shaking out in terms of the power rankings. I've got Portland Thorns at number five, Chicago Red Stars at number six, San Diego Wave FC at number seven, Houston Dash at number eight, Racing Louisville at number nine, New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC at number 10, Angel City at number 11, and Orlando Pride at number 12 to close out these power rankings. Maybe a little bit different uh, in terms of what I was going through in terms of the thought process of ranking these out for the previous power rankings, Lisa, because I kind of jumbled some things around a little bit. I think, uh, you know, Angel City for me, closing out their Challenge Cup with a win, uh, you know, sort of uh, warranted them jumping up a spot. And, you know, Orlando Pride, while I was, you know, happy for them to see them get a draw and close out their Challenge Cup with a, a result, it, it, it was a tough tournament for them. Uh, the only club in the entire uh, group stage that uh, was unable to, to pick up a win uh, during this Challenge Cup. So I kind of switched some things uh, around there. But you, a number of th teams, I had them jump up a couple spots, like San Diego and Houston. A couple teams dropped down a couple spots, Louisville, Gotham specifically. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, in terms of Challenge Cup, uh, in terms of the top three, top four, not a lot changing there for me. I like your top four because uh, and they're headed to the semifinals. I, I tried to pick a fight and argue about some of these. I honestly did because I wanted to. Oh, well, Rain, yeah, they're number one. They have to be. They, they did so well throughout this Challenge Cup. Um, Washington Spirit at number two and North Carolina Courage at number three. I, I wanted to flip these. My gut reaction was, eh, North Carolina Courage should be number two. 
However, when I reflected on the most recent match between Washington and North Carolina, it came down to a 2-2 draw between these two sides. Three penalty kicks called in this match. Ashley Hatch buries one. Dabinia buries one. But Dabinia misses her second. And, and that looking purely at just the chances created and the opportunities, Caroline had a shot off the car that was incredibly close. Yeah. That it, North Carolina should have won that game, frankly. So if Dabinia scored that second penalty kick, maybe if Caroline's shot went in, uh, got past Aubrey Kingsbury, Washington Spirit goalkeeper, things would yeah. have looked different. But because that didn't play out, I agree Washington deserves to be a notch above North Carolina heading into the semifinals. Uh, we saw them play twice in the Challenge Cup, 2-2 two, two draws both yeah. times. So pretty evenly matched, but opportunities given and taken advantage of going to give the upper hand to Washington spirit there. And then Kansas city current in number four. I just love this. I love this as a, an expansion side last year coming in, making their way to the challenge cup semifinals, um, getting in well on their own. I think they did a fantastic job. Um, the middle of these standings between number five and number nine, Portland thorns, Chicago red stars, San Diego, Houston, and then racing Louisville. I like how this shook out. Um, it, racing Louisville being above Gotham, Houston Dash being above Gotham. I think that says a lot about Gotham and how poorly yeah. they played throughout the Challenge Cup, frankly. Um, and, and then looking towards the bottom of these standings, Angel City getting that win in the very last game over a team like Portland Thorns. I almost wish it could have jumped them up two spots and, and we could put Angel City at 10, Gotham at 11, and Orlando Pride at 12. But I think that keeping Gotham at 10 is a good call because they they end on a draw against Orlando Pride in their Challenge Cup group play and Angel City getting that first win. But the play that we saw from Angel City in that final match of the Challenge Cup group stages was really good. They, they kept possession of the ball. They were moving it around. They looked like a cohesive team being able to play against a powerhouse in Portland Thorns. And I was really impressed with what Freya Coom, Kristen Press, Adam Caskell, June Endo, all of those Angel City players were able to put forth and Orlando Pride falling to number 12 in these power rankings. These essentially are, are how these teams ended the Challenge Cup. Um, maybe I would switch around a, a Chicago and Portland or a San Diego and Chicago. That that middle chunk is the only one that maybe it's so close all in those middle standings. And it's so hard when these teams didn't play against everyone. So yeah. the regular season to come, I, I don't think that this is what the standings are going to be at come October, right? Come the right, end yeah. of September. But it is sure fun to look at how far these teams have come in the past two months playing yeah. in the 2022 Challenge Cup. And it's just a little, I mean, look, it's just a little bit different when you're kind of taking a look at play in a a, a competition, a mini tournament, right? That's mm -hmm. That's taking place ahead of a regular season. And there's still this sort of perception of, that it's kind of coming out of preseason, so it still kind of has those vibes. And and operating in a group stage play is a little bit different than navigating a long, you know, week to week kind of regular season. So I'm curious to see uh, maybe the difference, not just in like the actual standings, but sort of 
where we kind of shake things out for power, things like power rankings over the course of a regular season versus a small mini mini tournament. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think unlike the unlike the previous episode that we did where we were talking about power rankings and we were pretty we felt pretty confident in, in the top three and the, even confident in, in the bottom three, yeah. but had some different you know arguments for for the middle. Whereas like with this one in the final you know match day group stage results, we were like, yeah, this so this kind of feels feels right where we're gonna we're gonna go uh, with that energy. I, I mean, we were looking at certain teams to to end uh, with strong finishes, right? Even teams that didn't necessarily have were, were eliminated from advancing into these semifinals. We were looking for strong individual performances, collective team performances, full ninety minute type of performances from from these teams. So, sort of seeing like you know the positions from eight through twelve kind of shake out how they did. It's it's you know teams really that were eliminated from advancing into the knockout round. So it's like how uh, how are we gonna shake things out and you know dropping Gotham, even though they ended up coming away with a, with a goal or with a draw in that final match against Orlando pride, you just expect that team and the talent that they have on it to look a little bit different against a team that has a lot of injuries and is going through a rebuild. And it just, it just didn't stand out for me. And they're, they're walking away from the challenge cup, you know, as former 2021 runners up, you know, and, and not, and this year, uh, not advancing uh, even into the uh, to the semifinals, and they're closing out this Challenge Cup with with five goals, which is ultimately a second to last finish in, in the category. They are the, the only other team that got less goals was Orlando Pride in in this Challenge Cup. So this is something I think that they're obviously going to work on as as they continue to move forward into the into the regular season. Uh, but we're looking at teams even, you know, like, uh, like Houston and racing, you know, being able to produce a, a couple more, you know, eight and seven goals respectively for, for those teams. So, uh, well, we'll see what happens. I would love to, you know, continue. We're going to continue these going on through, uh, through attacking third. And as the uh, regular season progresses, power rankings are fun because we get to talk about all kinds of different things oh, and yeah. all kinds of different data as to why we see, uh, who and where, but final four going into the semifinals is Ola Rain, Washington Spirit, Kansas City Current, and North Carolina Courage. We are going to have so much more. Thank you all so much for listening to Attacking Third. You can follow us on Twitter and now on TikTok and Instagram at Attacking Third for so much more. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. We're also available as videos. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third. If you have any questions for us, you can leave Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your question, and Lisa and I will answer it during one of our mailbag segments. And we will be back Friday with a preview as NWSL regular season action starts. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Rowan, this was Attacking Face. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.